0: It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Everybody, this is Jason Squires. Welcome to the next episode of the Table. We are in October, uh, talking about holidays, and um, I'm actually joined. I'm joined today with my good friend Cody Cannon. Cody, how's it going? Uh, not too bad at all, Jason. Thanks for having me, man. It's an honor. Totally. Hey, tell us about Cody. Tell us about you, ministry, family. Like, tell us all about all things Cody Cannon.
1: Amazing. Uh, I pastor a church called uh, Life Point Church. I like to include that I did not name it Life Point Church but that you know it is what we make it. And uh, I've been on staff here in January it'll be it'll be uh, 15 years and I've been the lead guy for about 10 and a half of those. Um, I'm married to Jamie. Uh, next year we'll celebrate 17 years of marriage. We have three daughters uh, who are 11, 9 and 6 and we are in the adoption process uh to adopt a fourth baby so you can be praying for that it's crazy it's a, kind of an emotional roller coaster and way more work than i think it should ha- be to uh bring a baby home to live with us um and yeah and I I I love doing ministry. I I'm in a good spot, sweet spot now and um uh maybe one interesting thing is I I minister and pastor and preach in our not my our hometown, Jason. Yes, it's true. Uh, it and I was true. born we were born and raised in this town. Um and it looks like I'm also probably going to die here as well. So it's a good place to live. I don't know if you were like me, but man, I had every intention of getting out of here and yep. and and it just like more and more just anchored me and anchored me and anchored me back here. And now I just <laughs> embrace it. This is this is where I live. It's my hometown. I love it. Um, another thing about me, and this will come into play with our Christmas conversation. I did not grow up going to church, uh, no church background whatsoever. Um, and so a lot of the, the traditions and things like that really are, are, um, foreign to me. And so figuring that out as we went into to doing ministry, doing church and Christmas is obviously a big part of that.
0: Ah, uh, so good. Let's talk about that. So Christmas is coming holidays are coming and, um, tell us about you and the church. Cause, uh, you guys do something different around the holidays that I love and I've, I've loved, uh, kind of following it. And, um, you guys do this thing called give Christmas away. And I think as the church, it's an important, uh, it's an important conversation to be having and important, especially around the holidays. Um, tell us, tell us about give Christmas away.
1: Sweet. Yeah, I will. Uh, so I do love, I love giving Christmas away and I joked with you, uh, Uh, off the record uh, (laughs) that if you would have asked me to talk about uh, most things, I probably would have said, no, dude, I don't got time for that. But I love giving Christmas away. And I I think that it is um, it gives a lot of energy and a lot of momentum to our church. It reminds us of really good things. And it's an anchor for our our church, for our our church calendar circles back around to giving Christmas away every single year. Um, And so how it came about um, this year will be year 11 uh, that we've been doing giving Christmas way and how it came about was um and, and this is a true story this isn't to like um bash what anybody else does at Christmas. I really don't want it to come across that way. Yeah, totally. It's, it's more my personality thing. But um, so when I when I started preaching and me and a, an interim guy were here together um, and we started preaching, we did a Christmas series my first year doing that. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. That was sweet. And then Christmas came around again. And I was like, oh, no, what are we going to preach again this year? And he like basically presented us like with the same thing that we preached the last year or like the same similar series, different spin on the same series that we had just done and i was like dude i can't do that like i like and you you're i think anybody listening to this you know being creatives uh primarily listening to this will identify with this if if we're not motivated we turn out a really poor product if if we're if there's no energy uh or motivation behind what we're doing it's just not going to be very good and that's how i felt i was like i can't preach those same sermons again that's Boring. That's lame. And so we we I, we did this really janky series uh, that that following year. And so the next year, as it came, I was like, we got to do something different, better, something that will will keep us sort of motivated. So I started looking at, at passages in scripture uh, where it says the reason Jesus came. And the one that really stood out now that has become sort of our battle cry at Christmas time is in Mark ten forty five, when it says that the man of uh, uh, the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life is a ransom for many. Purpose statement about why Christmas is even a thing. He came to serve, not to be served, and to give his life away. So we're like, how can we model that? And kind of coupled with the second purpose of sort of pushing back against the consumer uh, mindset during the holiday season that is like really weird, uh, especially around Christians uh, that follow this guy that gave away everything. Um, and, and so we, we decided, okay, our Christmases our our month of December. We're going to have a month long event where giving is going to be the primary thing that we do in, in all avenues. So we, uh, give away our time to one another with an event that we call love of Christmas dinner. We go into each other's house every first week of December, December. And it's like the most well-attended thing in house that we do all year. People go. We have we have hundreds of hosts where hundreds and hundreds of people go into each other's houses that they never met before, and then we come back here and uh, we sing Christmas carols together. Kind of kicks off the Christmas season, so um, and we usually have like sing team or citizens or or um, this year my friend and you you know him Dave Matsumura Kokua is going to oh, come. Oh yeah and do Christmas music for us. And those, that's like kind of kicks it off as giving Christmas away to one another. Um, but the big thing that we do, and probably the thing that most people notice about it is every year we, um, we identify a, a, a ministry that we support, um, or that we endorse that we want to get behind and we, and we choose one and I call them up and I say, Hey, what's, uh, what's something we can do for you. We've adopted you. And I don't give them any, uh, regulations, they can ask for whatever they want. And I want them to, um, right. You know, we get the best results when they ask for like one thing, sometimes it's money. A lot of times it's money. Um, but other times it's like real practical things. Like, um, you know, we adopted a church that was, that was here locally. And they said, you know what, we have a lot of old elderly members. It would be cool if we had a van, like a big, you know, like a, need yep. a special driver's license to drive his van it's so like boom we'll do that and and on that Sunday I bring in a representative representative from that ministry to come and talk to us um kind of tell us about the ministry expose the whole church to that ministry and a lot of times these are re-ups they're like you know we circle back around to some of the same ones locally that we support so it just re-exposes the church new people to the church that w- this is a ministry we love that we and we give a lot. Um, away too. So a lot of times we give a way a lot of money uh, during that time, which is cool because everybody like, I don't know, a lot, this always wrote me the wrong way. A lot of churches kind of wait for like, do a big end of the year giving. I'm into that. It'd just be cool to like be able to give it away too. <laughs> and that's so, awesome. so we do with that. That's, that's the kind of the heart behind giving Christmas away. And there's a lot of little events throughout all of December. We, uh, we're trying to keep our people engaged for a whole month in giving in any way that's possible.
0: I love it that it's not just like, you're not just going like, Hey, give money, give money, give money, give money, give money. It's like, you are looking at it from the whole perspective of like your time, your money, your resource, Like, how do you give, give in, in a month that we're typically used to like receiving?
1: And you constantly. S-
0: yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, so one good. One
1: of the things, one of the ways that we do that is like, we want people personally engaged with it. So we have like we call them uh, the giving Christmas away like bingo cards, um, but it's just like set up where and just a bunch of really practical things. And we we encourage people stick it on your refrigerator and just see how many different things you can click off. If, and they're not like law, like you don't have to do all of them or anything like that. But if, if anybody's looking for some practical idea, there it is in front of your face. Hey, I could do that today to, to give Christmas away. So yep. we want it to be super small as well as super big and everything in between.
0: Ah, it's So good. You talked a little bit about the inspiration behind it, but I want you to dive a little bit more into that. Like what, um, like there's, it's obviously grown over the years from like what it started off as, as to what it is now, but like, where do you find that kind of inspiration to just continually push that forward? Like, is it, as it, as it's growing and as it's becoming something different and it's kind of, like you said, it's become a, an anchor of, of what you guys do at the, in your church calendar. But, like, where, where do you find that inspiration and, like, uh, are you constantly kind of dreaming up new ways to make it different and better?
1: Yeah. And, and uh, I, I appreciate the question because there's a lot of, a lot of different ways because it's pretty flexible. So, like, the first year we always do give Christmas away to each other. So that's like the love of Christmas dinner, get into each other's home, meet people that you don't know. The second week is uh, give to our, our city, our community. And that's always the the ministry that we've adopted, giving Christmas away there. And But what you're doing here every time is you're, you're re-upping that these are crucial things, right? Like yep. that we are supposed to be, hey, it's not weird to like host somebody in your home and feed them. And it's not weird to go into somebody's house that you don't really know that much. You don't need Christmas as an excuse to do that. But we we get this opportunity, Man, I'll tell you, so many people throughout our church throughout the years have said my first event with Life Point Church was giving Christmas away uh, love of Christmas dinner. I went to somebody's house, didn't know him. Now we're friends. I'm in his small group. That's where we go. And and it's just you do this every single year. And then, but also like, hey, we're not like inward focused right? Every single year we have this time where we're exposing the church to a ministry beyond our walls, um, where our church is, is intimately involved, but, and, and we're able to give away, um, as well as like your con, the, the whole month is a pushback against, it's all about me. It's about how much more I can get. Um, it's constantly, you know, you know, how much, how much can I fill up my barn house, all that kind of stuff. And we're able to give, 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 give. Um, and so that instills into the people of like, Oh, we are a generous, church we're not going to like hoard all this stuff for ourselves we get to give it away and then the last service of every Sunday or of every year except this year it's not because Christmas is on Sunday um, which worship leaders have fun with that it's great (laughs) But, uh, but the uh, last Sunday, we always do giving Christmas away to the lost. And what we do on that Sunday, we, we have had baptisms, which the Lord has been really kind over the years. We've always had uh, a couple of baptisms at the end of the year of someone new to the faith, coming to faith in Christ. Um, and then, uh, we take communion together to kind of reestablish us as one community. And then we preach on the great commission. Every year, it just this—we are meant to reach those that don't know Jesus, and so it's like this re-up. So maybe you know, um our church—we're we're expository preaching. We'll preach through books of the Bible, and I can't tell you how um cool it is to know that that's at the end of the calendar. Maybe we've made our way through a pretty heavy uh Old Testament book that year, and it's been you know a lot of dates and a lot of times and stuff like that. I know giving Christmas away for at least four weeks is coming or yep. we're going to re up on the fundamentals and it's going to be super fun and action packed. Um And that's every year. And so, so yeah, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's that kind of reinvigoration for our church every single year.
0: Totally. Totally. Now, I mean, holidays can be a tiring time at church and uh, exhausting because uh, I mean, everybody, anybody who listening to this podcast is like involved in ministry totally. and knows that it's like, like it just can be there's a lot going on what does this do to kind of as the energy um for the people at the church and the volunteers and the staff like like you said there's a lot of extra i mean in a real crap real like businessy terms there's a lot of extra things that yeah. happen in the month of december and that can be exhausting um but like what does that do what does this do to help kind of propel that
1: no, dude, such a good question, because it's something you got to be aware of. If, if you're going to do something, if you're going to do this, but really anything like this that you want sustainable, that you want to be an every year type of thing. Um, it can't be the thing. And you know what I'm talking about, like when the thing is on the calendar and everybody's just like rolling their eyes, like, yep. oh man, here it comes. Like yep. it can't become one of those things. So the way one of the best ways to avoid that is in the planning process, is to make sure that you're you're when you you lay it out all on paper. And we do this every August, we go away and we plan Christmas um, and we lay it out in front of us and we we're, we're asking one of the questions that we're asking is okay where are volunteers going to end up exhausted you know where where are we asking too much of people um and and so over the years we've kind of got it a lot more streamlined we understand which events are not um the love of christmas dinner is staff intense um but it's definitely not volunteer intense like basically host you know eight people in your home, feed them dinner, come sing songs. And that's really all we're asking of the people themselves. Yeah. Um, staff, you know, has to assign people into houses and stuff like that. But um, but then as the year, the the month goes on, it's less and less intense. It sort of all ends up falling sort of into place. Um, uh, so for us, Christmas Eve has become now uh, way more of like a stripped down service because we're going so hard all month. Um, Christmas Eve for us ends up being a a a staff, a less staff intensive things, a thing we, we sing, um, and you usually we got, you know, pretty full band. Um, but we do, we sing, um, I preach about 20 minutes, much more evangelistic sermon. Um, and, and then we light candles, we sing and, and we, we, we have one tradition. We always sing wish you a Merry Christmas at the very, very end. Yep. Um, and that, that's it. Like no, no over the top Christmas Eve service, because by that time, cause we did, we tried that and everybody was like, Dude, we don't have enough. We we don't got anything <laughs> left for Christmas Eve, bro. Like, and and being able to like look at that and say which which is more worth it: this whole month of going really hard, or this over the top Christmas Eve service. And for us, the, that decision was pretty easy. I'd rather kind of front load the month with a lot of action packed stuff and then sort of let it fall into place into Christmas Eve of just let's focus this time and our attention on Jesus. And so we have now, I mean again, year 11, um we have we have a lot of those things in place and we've thought about them to where we don't cuz it's such a I think it's such a wise question, it's obvious. it's an obviously experienced question where these these types of things can end up so volunteer intense, you know, such a burden on the staff that no Nobody wants to do them anymore. Right. But if it's good, we got to think of a way to make it sustainable. Not just cool for one year, but sustainable.
0: Now, do you guys, you said you go away in August and plan it. Does this, does giving Christmas away ever like appear somewhere else mid-year? Do you guys do? Or is it like just December is kind of a, a, a giving heavy month? Or is it like... Some like a little thing might pop up that kind of refers back to giving Christmas away. Well, that's a great question. Yeah, like how does that look in your overall calendar? Yeah, I would say,
1: dude, that's a good question and a really good thought. Um, I would say principally it does. So when we start talking about like, well, for example, we are about to, the, the ministry that we are hosting is a, is a pregnancy support group here in Woodland called Sparrow uh, this year. Awesome. And we, we have already supported them. And this uh, next week we are, we're hosting their banquet. So what's cool is when like you tell the church at large, hey, we're hosting this thing for this ministry. They're not like, oh, I wonder what that is. It's like, oh, no, those are the people that we did the crib drive for, you know, yes. and and so like that that's one of the major benefits to it is you, you the church is exposed to most of the things that the church is all the whole church is exposed to the things that the whole church is involved with, whether either even on the ground or anything like that. Um and then oh one of the things I'd say too uh this kind of goes to your question I'm gonna circle back to it but one yeah, of I left out is um Usually what happens, not this year because Christmas is on Sunday, but usually you end up with a third Sunday that is kind of a free-for-all. Um, where you like, hey, what do we want to do? So we we planted a church this year in February. Last year at Giving Christmas Away, we brought up the core team. We prayed over them. And I was able to preach about why are we doing this? Why are we giving away, you know, 50 adults to, to plant a church on, on the other side of town? Why are we doing this? And got to like kind of double down on like our reasons for doing that and you can use these sundays for that we've done we've done prayer we've done missions you know like foreign missions um different stuff like that and and and, and what what the reason this has to do with um uh the question that you ask is because you can then spring forward for in christmas into whatever it is you're planning on doing the next year. So for us last yeah. year, it was, it was uh, church planting, but one of the years we were going to take, um, uh, uh multiple teams to Haiti. And so we sponsored our ministry in Haiti for Giving Christmas away because we were doing something very specific. Uh, We're building desks for them in the school that we support. So we specifically sponsored it during Giving Christmas away so that we could go and then see uh the desks in the school the following year. So it really um maybe not I I guess to answer your question, maybe not explicitly in the mind of everybody, but for us who are planning it, we try to have a little bit of method of the madness
0: it's not just a like drop some money in someone's lap and walk away it's the, you're you're involved in you're involved yeah. in the process that's so good and you get to see yeah, the fruit of what of, of, happens in the process
1: and that was kind of the goal behind it is when we said who we would sponsor it would be people that we had relationships with um and we try to answer like needs you know of stuff that is going on in the world you know like uh where you know pregnancy support group on on this particular year uh is is we we decided hey it's probably a good year to sort of re-up our commitment to them um uh during 2020 we were meeting in a tent in our parking lot um that year we we've never done this before but we just supported an apartment complex just right down the road just basically saying hey dude you guys are our neighbors it has been a horrible year for all of us. Um, rather than going somewhere around here, we would just like to ask you, what can we do for you, um, and just to make make this Christmas time a little bit better. So we did like toy drive for the kids, um, gave everybody a Bible and the whole complex, and bunch of bunch of stuff like that.
0: That's so I love it, and I love the fact that it's kind of it's breathing life through the year, and it's it's a it's a it's an ongoing conversation, and not just like a one off event. You get to do these things, and the best part about it is, it's like you said, it's flexible to where you can dream up, like what do we want to do this year? And it's not just totally. like, like the same kind of repetitive. So there's, although you're doing the same thing, you're you're you. It, it has a new face every year, and so it Absolutely. can look and feel like a like a different thing. And what's uh, cool is we plant, you know, we planted the church
1: this year. We're doing it with two churches, which yeah. is which. Uh, we were kind of thinking that that would be hard, uh, but because of the flexibility of the month itself, um, it was really plug and play, man. It really, it really came together very beautifully now. And, you know, in the future, as that, as the the plant grows, we might support two different organizations or two, we might do two different things. I I don't know. But the thing is, is like the heart behind giving Christmas way doesn't have to change at all. Um, it's it's been incredibly flexible and I, yeah, it's one of my favorite things about it.
0: Is are they doing the same thing? Like so, it's the same. It's just like one big event. Or are they doing their own? You said that eventually they might do their own thing.
1: So yeah, so eventually they might. This year, uh, and this was not like a given. We we talked about it and decided this is what we would do at least this year. We're so we're both churches are supporting uh, the same ministry, which is super exciting. Yep. Um, and then for Love of Christmas dinner, they will go into homes from their church, and and our church will go to church from our yep. home but we're going to come together um, and sing at the end, which is going to be kind of bananas in the building, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> I love it. Don't show this to the fire marshal. I yeah, know. that's
0: right. I understand. I understand. <laughs> so if someone's listening right now and thinking like, I really want to do this, what would what would the first thing you, what would you tell them? Like, I really, I really want to jump into something like this at our church. Kind of like, I know it's October, but like, what would you, um, like, what's like, what's a good, like, just give us some, like the, uh, some, some like guidelines or, the prep talk, you know, all those kind of things on what would you tell them?
1: Yeah. I, I like the last thing that I would want to say is like, do it exactly like us, like, or, or like hear any of this and think like, Oh, we should, we ought to, or uh, any of that stuff. Um, but if you did want to do something like this, the, the primary thing I would say is plan it early primarily because of what you, what you and I were just talking about is, is it can be intensive. And if it's done wrong, the la- because the thing is, is you got to start somewhere, And you want the first year to go relatively well so that when it circles back the next year and you can do it way better than you did it last year because you learned a bunch of stuff last year. um, You don't want to have everybody bummed out that you're doing it, that you don't want everybody stressed. Oh, man, we're doing that thing we did last year. That wasn't even that good. So the, the best way I think that you could spare yourself that is just get started a little bit earlier, even if you like chip away at it, um, a little, you know, starting now, like just started yep. chipping away, that would be cool. And maybe you start with maybe two weeks that you do it, um, or something like that. Uh, it, yeah, I, that's what I would say is yep. plan early because then your, your staff will love you for it. Then they can just be excited about it rather than being like, stressed out or overwhelmed about it. Um, And then your church can get behind it and be, you know, um, supportive of it rather than kind of confused and overwhelmed by it. Um, That's the first thing I would say. And just, and then ask like, you know does this fit into you know our overall year maybe you do some other event during your year where you give away or you you do something along those lines um then then don't do it the same way like you know maybe maybe take the fact that doing it for a month keeps energy up and excitement and exposes stuff to maybe we're doing next year just do that don't worry about giving stuff away you know and if you're trying to raise money for a building or something like that maybe year-end giving is what you needed so no no one you know no one needs to feel like judged for that at all um but just do whatever would fit in for you and the life of your church
0: i love it and uh, they, uh, you said i love what you said about starting small yeah. and uh and because like like it's uh oftentimes you try and like jump to the end and go i want to go to the big thing and, yeah. and you're like no pull back and do it one week do it two weeks next year we do it three like yeah i'm um, keeping it keeping an incremental growth because uh, nobody can do big first and that uh, you guys didn't start like massive as on your on your first year. I just love I love like I said when we were t- talking before we started I love this concept like I love in the month where we were or we're used to receiving like we just kind of flip that around and go we are the church and we want to give we want to give back and give give to people and um, it's just so good it's so good. And it's no, um, nobody changed their mind about
1: the like consumeristic uh, mentality of Americans or even specifically in Christine. Nobody changes their minds by being slapped in the face a bunch of times or guilt tripped or uh, made to feel so terrible that they you know they want this semi expensive thing for Christmas. Like nobody changes. No hearts change that way. Um, our goal was rather to uh, you know create a different culture over here. Uh, for this whole month where giving is normal and exciting and fun yep. um, let's do that and and get people pumped on that and thinking about that and really kind of giving their all to that um and so that they can experience that in hopes that it, it's a piece of what the lord uses to sort of change the heart of can the consumeristic christianity um because we know that nobody likes a finger pointed in their, their face and says oh i should change um uh, but this is a way to help, um, foster that change in the culture of your church.
0: Yes. Uh, I love it. So, uh, question for you as, uh, as this podcast, we call it the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly believe good conversation happens over good food. So if the squires were to come to the canons and have dinner, which would be a lot of females in one house, That's a lot I, also of- have, <laughs> I also have three daughters. And so, it's a lot of, it's a lot of girls in the house. Like what, what would you guys, what is on the table? Like, what do you, what is your thing? Like your, do you have like a a thing you like to cook yeah because i
1: i would probably cook for and and i when i say cook i use that term loosely um i grill things and and you know if i follow you on social media i definitely see that you grill
0: that's all i do (laughs) yeah
1: so and and we're simple so like i would probably make you guys some bomb uh cheeseburgers um i'd probably do some bacon And, and then we, we make some really good homemade fries and I'd probably do that. Um, unless like, you know, unless I was really feeling crazy, I might do some, and I'm sure you probably had this too, that burgundy pepper tri-tip from nugget. Oh yeah. Uh, That's like our, our special night stuff. There you go. You know, with some side, uh, James does gardening, my wife does gardening. And so we might, might do some fresh veggies on the side, good bottle of wine. Sounds good to me.
0: That's a good day right there. That's, that's a right. that's a fantastic day right there. <laughs> I, I asked that question at the end of every podcast because I always love I always love to hear what like what it is that you do because it's I mean we're we're sitting at the table and so you know. uh, I love it. So how can we connect with you? How can we connect? Uh, meaning the church? Like how how do we? Is there? You guys have done this for a while. Is there? Are there like? because i know you guys do the your 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 sermons are podcasted um Mm -hmm. but like is there a way we can like listen to more ideas from giving christmas away like where to?
1: yeah i think probably the best way would be on uh i mean the website's there and i and i think the majority of the past month the giving christmas away are are on there although we did a new website so don't quote me on that but i think they're there but we are lifepoint.com uh would be great and you could just like go and like listen to kind of how I tee it up at least every, every year I kind of reintroduce giving Christmas away. So that that's one space, but then I think probably, and this sounds so corny, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for saying this, but I think it might be helpful. Um, is, is if you do follow along on our social media, um, we have a girl that takes it very seriously and it, and crushes it. Um, and I, if you follow the journey there, I think you would get a really good impression of, of what we're doing and what we're planning on doing.
0: Awesome. What is, what is that? At? Is that Instagram? Uh,
1: good, great question. Uh, I, I, I think can,
0: we got uh, on Instagram,
1: we got just life point. If you just find follow life point on there, that that'd be good. Um, and then, yeah, and you can find Facebook from Instagram. awesome. Yeah. That's what I was saying.
0: I love it, dude. I really appreciate you hanging out today. Yeah. Thanks um, for inviting me, man. I was yeah, fine. This is good. This is awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, everybody, thanks again for tuning in today. Uh, check us out at theworshipleaderpodcast.com or on Instagram at worshipleaderpodcast. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Right on.